Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast. We're developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. If you enjoyed the episode today, please subscribe, click the five stars, and leave a review. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. Also, I'm hosting a live episode on Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30 Mountain Standard Time where I take phone calls with any questions about marriage. So be sure to call me at 303-596-6836, Fridays from 4.30 to 5.30. I will not be having that this coming Friday because I'm preparing for the Total Marriage Refresh Seminar that I do in Denver, Colorado. And last weekend, I did it in Dallas, Texas. And just want to give a quick shout out to all the couples in Dallas, Texas. It was actually in Frisco, right outside of Dallas. Had a wonderful time there. Met so many great people. And it was just an honor and a privilege to serve all of you that day through the seminar. So I really enjoyed my experience. And hopefully, some of you are listening to this right now. Today, I'm going to focus on two things needed for a good marriage. The first thing you need is the right kind of heart. And I'm going to go through multiple ingredients to cultivate the right kind of heart. The first thing is you want to be humble. And this connects to marriage step number two, which is owning your brokenness. And for review, owning your brokenness means you're able to articulate your top three shortcomings without excuses, without passing the blame, but you're able to say what they are, you know what they are, and you own them. It's just a part of who you are. You don't make excuses for them. It is what it is. I struggle with this, I struggle with that, and I struggle with that. That's owning your brokenness. The benefit to that is when you get in conflicts, you're going to be much quicker to reconcile because you know what your weaknesses are, so you can see if those three weaknesses got in the way or contributed to that conflict. Most likely they did. So you can take ownership for your part and apologize. So cultivating this heart of humility and being humble is a vital ingredient to the right kind of heart for marriage. And again, that can happen through owning your brokenness. Another ingredient is becoming aware. And I define awareness by being able to observe what's going on between you and your spouse. What words are being used? What feelings are there back and forth? What happens when you have an action? What's the reaction? When they have an action, what's your reaction? The more you can study and investigate and scientifically inquire and observe about all the dynamics in your marriage, the higher your awareness and vice versa. Some people never pay attention to all those variables and they're in the dark and therefore they have no idea how they got there and no idea how to get out. So part of having the right kind of heart is practicing awareness where you start focusing on all the dynamics in your marriage and all the variables that might be influencing it. Another ingredient is being eager eager to learn. You want to have the heart of a student where you want to learn, you want to grow, you want to improve your relationship, and therefore you're open to resources and you'll reach out for support. But eagerness to learn, that's an essential ingredient for the right kind of heart to have a good marriage. Another ingredient is open to influence. 
How much are you open to your spouse's influence? When they have a different opinion than yours, what do you do with it? Do you judge and dismiss? Or do you honor it? Do you consider it? Do you compromise with it? Do you meet in the middle? Do you try to find a win-win? A lot of people struggle with this one, with sharing power. This connects to marriage step number three, which is learning to share power. And it's all about being open to your partner's influence. It doesn't mean that therefore your partner gets whatever they want. But it does mean that you consider their perspective on every decision that impacts their marriage and that you're open to their influence so you can negotiate a win-win. Another ingredient is healing. If you have trauma from your history and it's not healed, seek healing. Unhealed trauma from our family of origin, our upbringing, our childhood, unhealed trauma will cripple your marriage. That unhealed trauma can be sexual, such as sexual abuse or sexual molestation or you name it. Anything on the sexual realm, it can be physical abuse, it can be emotional neglect or abuse. But if you have any level of trauma in your history that you have not dealt with, it's going to cripple your marriage. So for you to develop the right kind of heart to have a good marriage, that may require you to seek treatment, to seek healing, to seek help. So you can untangle all those knots in your history that's crippling your functioning in your marriage. Because a lot of marriage happiness hinges upon how healthy both spouses are. And if you're unhealthy because of previous trauma, it's your responsibility to get some healing for that trauma. So that's the right kind of heart. That's the first part of the two things needed for a good marriage. Those are the five ingredients I just went through to have the right kind of heart. The second thing needed for a good marriage is having the right kind of tools. And there's three different things to consider with the right kind of tools. The first thing is you want tools for your marriage that are practical. Okay, so you want tools that you can take action on. You don't want to have a, a tool that says, love your spouse better. How do you do that? What does that look like? How do I implement that? I have no idea. You don't want something nebulous and vague. You need tools. You need the right kind of tools. And you need tools that are practical. So something that's actionable, something that's measurable, something you can see and observe because that's practical. You can, you can get a handle on it and you know what you're doing. You know what you're striving towards. So you need practical tools. The next ingredient for the right kind of tools is you, you need tools that are simple. Don't try to get tools for your marriage that are too convoluted or too complex or too too many steps because then you can get overwhelmed and give up. And motivational research shows that if a goal is too easy or too difficult, motivation goes down. So you need some tools that are simple but also challenge you so that it's right in the middle of that motivation spectrum. So something that's simple and manageable, but obviously it's going to stretch you because you're not used to using this tool. The other ingredient you need for the right kind of tools is tools that are relevant. Don't grab tools for your marriage just to grab tools. Grab tools that you think you really need because you know it's a weakness in your marriage because those are relevant tools and that's going to be tools you're motivated to improve in. So you need the right kind of tools to have a good marriage. Think about building a house and you don't have the right kind of tools. And so you do your best. What kind of house would that turn into? Not a very nice one, obviously. 
But imagine that from a building perspective, anything you're trying to build, imagine not having the right kind of tools and you try to build it anyway, it's, it's going to turn out like crap. It's not going to look good. It's not going to function well. It's not going to last long. Marriage is the same way. If you don't have the right kind of tools, your marriage isn't going to be very good because you don't quite know how to do things and you make the most of what you got, but then it doesn't turn out very well. So getting the right kind of tools is essential. So I'm big on tools. And some of the tools I teach in other areas are bounce the ball, soft startup, the wedding cake model, the floor, the head heart, and the two birds on the same branch. Those are all different tools. That's a sample of some of the tools I train people in so that you have tools in your toolbox for different instances in your marriage so you can pull them out and apply them as needed. So those are the two things needed for a good marriage. You need the right kind of heart and you need the right kind of tools. And the right kind of heart includes being humble, being aware, being eager, being open to influence, and healing past trauma. The right kind of tools include tools that are practical, tools that are simple, and tools that are relevant. Now, if you have one or the other, it's not going to work. You may have the right kind of heart, and I meet people like this in my counseling practice and at my seminars. They have an amazing heart. They have all those ingredients in their heart, but they don't have the tools, so therefore they're not having a good marriage. And I meet people the other way around, where they have the right kind of tools, but they don't have the right kind of heart, so the tools aren't effective. So that's why for you to have an effective and successful marriage, you need both. You need the right kind of heart combined with the right kind of tools. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps podcast and be sure to tell your family and friends about it. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com and check out my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher. If you believe in this podcast and would like to help me reduce the divorce rate one marriage at a time by keeping it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash marriage steps. Also, if you're happily married, I would love to have you on the show to hear your story so others can learn from you and be inspired. So if that's you, please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is a living organism. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.